Unplanned Trek. Welcome to the show. I've been excited about this one. We haven't done Voyager in a few weeks, so it's been good to get ex post facto, which I found hard to say at the conclusion of the last episode. <laughs> I'm joined this week by a man that needs no introduction. So therefore I won't get one. That's right. Andrew Hogan, former host of <laughs> Nerdzilla, yes. Um, is it, is, is, I, I've just got a theory that the scriptwriters chose the names of Star Trek episodes so that you couldn't pronounce them. There have been a few, haven't there, since specific, we started this? It's, it's, and it's, ones that have had you. I'm it's, still, I'm, I know. It's, it's an oddly specific disability you have. <laughs> It's. It, I might need to update the Twitter bio. Mm, yeah. Cannot pronounce names of Star Trek yeah. series. I feel more confident saying Chrysalis than I used to. Oh, my God, you've nailed it. But that's if that's how you say it. And I've just realised why well, I'm not the arbiter of how you say it. I just decided that it was yeah. Chrysalis that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. well, you're, your confidence in it mm. um, wore on to me, so that's great. The one with the whales? The one with the whales. How do you go with unification? I can say unification. Oh, no, we, we can't watch that one then. <laughs> if that one comes up, we've got to burn that. <laughs> Sorry. There's three parts to unification now, too. But of course yeah. there is. So there that, is. that'll be fun when we get that one. Great. But look, ex post facto. Yeah. yeah that's, that's Latin, isn't it? Perhaps. It's it's something it, sounds, about, it sounds lawyer speak, which... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's something about something you put in the post. Yeah. With facts involved. I've heard the phrase ipso facto before. Oh, ipso facto. Yeah. Okay, now you're getting all la di da on us. <laughs> I do do that from right. time to time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, this is, was a, was a um, season one Voyager is somewhat of a slog. Yeah. So, this is seven episodes in. Mm. We have no mention of the marquee. No, no, they're... they're they, they forgot. Yeah, they've got very vanilla Starfleet by now. Oh. And we're essentially watching Tom Paris and um, someone we'd never met before, Laurel, I think her name was. No, that's the character in... Laurel? <laughs> <laughs> it was Liddell. Oh, yes, sorry. Or Linnell. I've got it in the notes. The Chancellor of the Klingons. That's right. Yeah. Um, essentially in a film noir episode. Very And very noir, very try-hard noir. Mm, yes. Try-noir. With tra, <laughs> Troy. I actually t- tro- noir with t- tr. It's Troy. Okay, okay. it's a stretch. It, it's yeah. it, it is a stretch. <laughs> I will concede that. Okay. Yeah. We'll just we'll just everybody cut that one out in post. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Easy done. Mm. It was a hard episode to navigate, but essentially, yeah. Tom Paris has to review, review, re, re, re something. Yeah, that's right. Resubmit his assignment. I'll go. I'm going to make up a word. Re see. The the moments of death well, of uh, that's about the Professor best. Wren. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. relive, relive. Yeah, the moments of death of Professor Wren, um, which makes Star Wars canon. Kylo's yeah. brother. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and um, he relives it every couple of hours or so, and each time it's just a little bit worse for him. There's a lot of deep, deeply, deeply dumbness in this episode. I think that's probably the best way I can put it. And I think you and I are at the right level of dumb to really look at this oh, properly. I'm yeah. down with the yeah. dumb. And don't, <laughs> so, look, listeners, don't take that as a crit- as an implied criticism of the episode. Mm. I'm just saying there is a lot of deeply, deeply dumb things. Yeah. And one of, them, one of them, which I will visit later on in the awards, is just the whole, the whole thing about how 
Starfleet officer transgresses a local law that's clearly ridiculous and they don't just beam him off and just piss off into the space. Yeah, and it is interesting, isn't it, that we we want to prove that Tom Paris is innocent. If you didn't like Chrysalis, then you were not alone. But is this one better than the voyage home? Question this week. Is it better than the voyage home? No, it's not. No. But is it worse than the Deep Space Nine episode Chrysalis? Oh, no. No, it's not. It's not? It's not. Is it close? Well, just see, the thing is nobody in that episode had facial hair that made me angry. You gave that three votes, didn't you, Jack's moustache? Yeah, but Jack made me angry. Jack made you angry. Yeah, Yeah, Jack got negative votes. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think the deal breaker for me on this one Uh is the Do Re Mi song in Chrysalis makes it worse than this episode. Correct. Yes, 100%. Yeah, so we're going to say no, not this week. It is not better than Voyage Home and it's not worse than Chrysalis. Bingo. But would you watch Star Trek if this was your first episode of Star Trek? Would you go on to a second episode? So the interesting thing about that question is that that episode would make me as a new viewer go, this isn't good or bad, it's just a bit boring. It's a bit pedestrian and dull. There's not any science fiction in it. No, correct. Yeah. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah. That, that could have been an episode of Murder, She Wrote. It would probably be a good one. It would have been a great one. Angela <laughs> Lansbury rocking around a starship. Actually, why was there never an episode? It was like Murder, She Wrote in Space. You know, that might even be being kind to it. It's kind of got a Tintin feel to it. Like, oh, no, don't even. Tuvok is Tintin being the investigator getting everything done. Encyclopedia It's even Brown. got a snowy in it. It's got the dog. <laughs> it does too, actually. Yeah, send the and dog. Every, well, yeah. well, the dog's going to come into it later, absolutely. And everyone else is as dumb as Thompson and Thompson. Yep, mm. totally. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to mention Tintin today. I'm really disappointed you did, but um, that's okay. I can, I can rise above it. More um, of an asterisk man or just didn't like the reference? Tintin, no, just Tintin's stupid. Mm. He's mm. an idiot. He would have got punched in the face a lot. By Captain Haddock. Or anybody. Mm. He's like Chandler from Friends. Oh. Yeah, unlikable person who we all thought was funny at the time. I, I don't know if I did. I find Chandler very annoying. And what I, I get really annoyed mm. if I laugh at something he does. That really annoys me. Oh, have you ever watched an episode of Friends with the laugh track taken out? No. <laughs> yeah, they're on YouTube. <laughs> it proves it is the least funny show ever to be made. And all those six idiots, all mm. those absolute... Pillocks. Who all listen to this show? Of course they do. <laughs> Hello, Jennifer. Uh, like, all of them are the most unlikable humans on earth. Mm. The show should have been called We Have No Friends because no one would have liked them. Yeah, they're a in- very inclusive bunch. There's no... Ev- that, like, Phoebe is so dumb she would be dead. There's no evidence that Joey can act, and yet that's his profession. Ross allegedly has a PhD and yet is an utter moron. Um, I, the re- I can't even bother to... What jobs do any of them actually do? That's a running joke, I think, with Chandler as well, is no one knows what he does. Well, he does, and, and so, yet they live in these enormous apartments across the road from Central Park in New York. 
when I said running joke, I said that in italics. It's not a funny one. No, no, no. Not one that I'm going, hey, look at this joke. No, I think we're laughing at it, not with it. But I don't want to go on a friend's rant because that's a whole other podcast, I reckon. We've done it. Uh, I'm actually going to name this one the friend's rant. rant. (laughs) So to rant it all back off. Oh, I don't think I answered the question. I I don't think I would have kept watching Star Trek if this was my first episode. I would have. I would have, because I would have wanted to know, oh, look, you know, spaceship cool, tractor beams, shields, all this stuff, Mm. but we didn't use any of it. So I would have thought, oh, look, this has got potential. Yeah, I don't think I saw it. Uh, It's a little bit like um, the saucer section separation in the Mm. first episode of Next Gen. And? Never do it again. Yep. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Forget yeah. about it. They basically just ripped us off. The battle bridge is better than the actual bridge. Of course it is. Yeah. It's way better than the actual bridge. <laughs> All right. Let's see what comes next. The Riker Medal. Tom Paris is the Riker of Voyager. Indeed. You can tell that from the very get-go. When he, in the first episode, he, um, on the way when they're approaching Voyager, he's flirting with the Betazoid pilot. Yes, correct. Who does make it to the Delta Quadrant, but not in one piece. No, sadly. Yeah, yeah. so that was, that was, no. I've made it. I've made it sad. The rocket medal is one of joy. Yeah, well, it's one of expression. It's one of love. And Tom Paris did that before the opening credits. Mm. Um, well, I mean, it was. It's a bit of an easy one in this episode mm. because you know pre credit sequence. He's he's pashing the chick who's clearly going to be the protagonist, Liddell. Yeah, and and can I say, look, spoiler alert. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> that like you mean she did it? No, <laughs> that that just shocked me to the core. Noir trope to the extent that noir meaning black. It's, it's so light black. Mm. It's almost another French colour, which I don't know. Orange, grey, orange, orange, orange. I didn't realise you were bilingual. No, I'm not. Orange. Money pronoun. I've got Scottish on Connery. What's that about? It's French Scottish. <laughs> Then again, Sean Connery could play. He, he did play an Egyptian who was a Spaniard. Yes, I've managed to get Highlander into this. That's I'm, pretty cool. I'm trying to make that canon somehow. I'm sure we could do it with a few degrees of separation. Easily. Yeah. Well, while you're thinking about that, okay. Um, the the issue with the Riker Medal points is, in theory, it's really easy to award, and mm. and that was them at the start. Credits, bang, yeah. two points already done. Do we count each incident there together? I think not. They together... Like, there was a lot of passion oh, no, I think the award goes to the couple. Yeah. It goes yeah. to the couple. Obviously, I thought you were going to go for the dog and that guy's leg. <laughs> I, I, I kind of draw the line. Oh, well, yeah. probably, we prob- I, sh- I probably should have drawn that line, but I, yeah. I, I think I'm on the show to go across any line. <laughs> it is um, unplanned. That dog did seem pretty... Actually, it, it was more the guy's crotch that he was jumping up at, he, wasn't it? He was enthusiastic. I dare say the actor... Hat might have had some oh, a bit something of a, in his pocket. A sausage in his pants, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> and I've lowered the tone once again. <laughs> so the other question we have with the Riker Medal this week is Professor Wren, four years ago, mm. got so excited about the eclipse that yeah. he he went for some Riker Medal points with Liddell too. So I the, thought you going to say he went for Riker Medal points with the moon that blocked out the sun. Because... <laughs> But no, he, he got very uh, motivated, apparently, by apparently, the Apparently, yeah. D- 
does do things that happen and get talked about in an episode count for Riker Middle Points, or is like, that too far of a stretch? Oh no, they can. They can. So in that case, Professor Wren, who is dead before the episode starts, mm. and Liddell, yes, get points as well. Okay, I quite like that. Yeah. So Liddell gets two. Mm. There's argument that she could get three because she's actually dating the person at the end, but they didn't really do anything. No. Yeah, they only murdered a guy. No, exactly. And this is about love. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And, and, and something about some plans going to the enemy. Or yeah, yeah, something about that. Whatever. That was superfluous, really. So we're going to give two to Liddell, one to Paris, and one to Professor Wren. The Captain Jean-Luc Picard Medal this week was to find three positive characters to give votes to. I'm so glad you got that job this yeah, week. Yeah, so that, that did fall to me this week. So one vote, Professor Wren. Oh, okay. He died before the episode started, so yep. he avoided a lot of bad storytelling. Mm. And um, two, um, he enjoyed the eclipse. He only had to turn up for makeup. One day. Mm, yeah. Uh, he still gets an IMDb reference. That's right. On, on his resume. He's in the Screen Actors Guild. It's all working for him. Well done. He doesn't have to put up with his mates saying, geez, you're in a gobshite episode of Voyager. No, he's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Ah, yeah. hello. Where, <laughs> where was I, Gary? Yeah, Come on. That's no, right. Exactly right. Yeah. And by the way, check out my wife. Yeah, hello. Tom Paris is already checking out. Yeah. yeah. Two votes, two Vok. Oh. So... He's the chief investigator of the episode. He's, Harry Mason. We, we mentioned before he's Tintin. Columbo. He's everyone. Yeah. Um, he, but he did a mind meld. We're like, mind meld, baby. He just brought it out, put it on the table. Hey, it's mind meld time. Uh, can I just point out, he didn't bring it out at the very beginning. He no. waited until halfway through the episode, and then everybody looked at him like they haven't noticed his pointy ears until now and mm. gone, holy shit, of course a mind meld. Why didn't we think of that? They were shocked by the idea. They were. It might even be the first mind meld that happens in Voyager, but, of course, with the way we're doing this, we haven't watched the first six, so could I don't it, know. Could it be the last one? I mean, how, how does he not go straight to mind meld? That's right. Hang on, you're investigating a crime, and you can literally go and look at someone's memories. So don't talk me out of the points I've given him, because I've got no one else to replace it yeah, with. Good, well, fair yeah. point, actually, yeah. With that in mind, three votes goes to Nika, the dog, oh, in the episode. 100%. So uh, my comments are, gets treated like a cat, mm. gets carried around everywhere, you know. Paris oh, Hilton style. Yep. Yeah. Or grudge the cat style, I was thinking even. Oh, see, see, I don't think book, book sort of, I, I think grudge just imposes herself mm -hmm. on, on book. See, I've got that kind of impression with Nika, like I need the fine things. All right. Nika. Yeah, that's that, right. That, yeah. that dog was dumb, though. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It didn't look like it had the smarts. You don't need to be smart to get to get card medal points. So it's it not about a... the smartest character; it's about the best. And tell me a character that's better than Nika in this episode. Oh, there's none. No, no. Actually, solved the mystery of who I just love Harris how, is. I love how one of one of Tuvok's um, evidence was that the dog jumped up at the guy when he walked mm -hmm. in the door. That's like, not that's hearsay. Gonna, that's going to hold up in court, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Can you yeah. totally see the... Let's remove the mm. implant from Tom because yep, of a because dog. Because a dog jumped up on this guy. Yeah. And the dog clearly just wants to sniff his crotch. Yep. Which is also which, worth, which is valid. More points more, if we had like them, actually more know? points. Yeah. So so if Tuvok had to sniff someone's crotch, he would have got three points. Is yeah. that what you're really saying? Yeah. Chakotay side I didn't see. Chakotay nearly got points for interrupting the captain when she was talking to Neelix. Hang on, did he do anything? That's what he did. 
Oh, that's yeah. right. Distraction. Yeah, but apart from that, that's like saving your mate at a party who's yeah, t- that's right. talking to some boring person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He that's did actually, that. To be honest, that's that's Chicote's pretty much his <laughs> shtick for most of the the show. Yeah, he, he kind of got typecast from this point on. But rescuing people from boring conversations at yeah. you know, dinner parties. But considering the episode, that's the best I could do with the votes. Yeah, this week. I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next segment though. Aiko O'Brien medal. So the challenge this week has been given to Andrew to mm. um, find the three most negative um, impacting characters, be them annoying, be them dumb, be them whatever parameters he wants to put on it this week. Just completely lame. Yeah. And in the same way as you had trouble finding anybody good, I had trouble finding or n- narrowing it down to three. <laughs> That's right. Everybody involved in that show. But the Keiko O'Brien medal doesn't care. It says we can only pick three characters. Look, had we maybe run the credits at the end all the way through, mm-hmm. there was probably a director of photography or maybe a gaffer or a sound, somebody there who I could say probably did their job. Maybe craft services that day who turned up, gave them the food and left. Lots of key gripping. Oh, well, there was while I was watching it, actually, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, so I didn't actually mean it. I just got a bit excited. Um, So I'm going to lead with with one vote. Uh, One vote, Janeway. Janeway, yep. Because, again, just, I know I alluded to it before, the whole annoying thing about just beam up Paris take the implant out of his head and piss off into space because you have a spaceship. And then we might have a decent episode of Star Trek Short Treks. Well, exactly. I mean, admittedly, that's why I'm not in, in the writer's room at Star Trek because I'd be the one going, this is this is gobshite, just end it now. But there are so many episodes of Star Trek where a crew member transgresses some ridiculous local law, i.e. Wesley stepping on a flower. I was just thinking that. Yeah. 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 And, oh. and, and, and they... And they come up with some convoluted reason, a prime directive, mm. that they can't just beam him up and bugger off. When they've already interfered. Yeah, they've already, they've already been there. <laughs> so you might there. as well interfere more. Like, Paris is down, but they, they were literally helping them do some sciencey, techy stuff. So mm. there's no prime directive situation here. And, and Janeway clearly says, I'm going to prove his innocence, therefore she knows he's innocent. She believes he's innocent. Therefore, why does she care about proving it to these bozos who they're never going to see again? And can't fly at warp. No. Exactly nine, right. So, nine and a half. Yeah. Which so, word you can cruise at. Okay. Oh, you've sold me. One to, one to Janeway. One, okay. One, one to Janeway. Um, two votes to... What was her name? Liddell. Liddell. Yep. Liddell. That's the name of a... That's the name of a um, uh, coal-fired power station in Australia that's politically controversial. Is that why she's getting the votes? Well, actually, I'd rather give it to the... the, the, the Power station to be quite on. No, no, that's fine. Um, let's, let, let's not get political. Star Trek's not political, mate. Infinite D- diversity, infinite combinations. Don't get all woke on this show, all right? Uh, no, she, she just um, unreasonably annoyed me. Mm. Just absolutely unreasonably annoying because she was trying so hard to be the femme fatale and she was the femme banal. Yeah, it was almost a um, template yeah. character. Stupid hair. That stupid mm. head thing. With mud in it? Yeah, what the hell was it? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, if, like, you know, the, the person that was employed that day to put the silly putty on the face, mm-hmm. which is how we make aliens in Star Trek, mm-hmm. decided I'm just going to put a mud pack on her, on her head. Mm. Well, it's don't. Don't do that. I mean, in fact, that person should get votes. I mean, but I'm not. 
Because there's some worse? Well, I just think it was lazy. I just think it was lazy, lazy, lazy. I want aliens with silly putty on their nose and stuff like that. Yeah. Ridges. Yes. Big ears. Yep. Yep. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. So okay, and and this is going to be um, this is going to be controversial because he is a wonderful, wonderful human being. Okay, so one that's of not the, One of the truly great people in all of the sci-fi and entertainment industry. Lavar Burton. Lavar, I didn't notice Lavar in this episode. Did he have a cameo? He directed the episode. He directed it. And wow. now I don't know how far into Lavar's career as a director this was, but I tell you what, he phoned it in. You've got to admit. Yeah. It was pedestrian in the extreme, and in fact, the only interesting thing he did in this entire episode was the cropping of Kess. The gratuitous cropping of Kess, where he's told the cameraman, okay, zoom in. in. Come in close. Mm. Oh, no, not not on her. No, no, no. Come come in close. No, no, no. Just the actors that talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, No, I just think, I'm sorry, LeVar. Um, Look, he. Absolutely directed some fine episodes of um, of Star Trek and the various franchises, but that was not one of them. The curiosity here is: do I put these votes against Geordie's name, or oh. is Lavar Burton a new line? He is. Yes. Okay. I believe, right. I believe we've we've. Oh, well, I've, he might I've, direct more, so he might correct. get chance to add to his votes. He might get a good one. He might get a good one eventually. Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. line of the episode again tricky because there wasn't any memorable dialogue like you know when Picard tells Data leave your insecurities at the door and get out and do your job kind of lines you remember that one no oh that one's just that's kind of why I've got this is that like turn off your emotion chip uh, or oh yeah it's not an emotional chip episode it's basically when Data works out that hey I must be malfunctioning because I've made an error Oh. And it's like, no, people make errors all the time. That's life data. Yeah. You know? D- data doesn't make errors, though. So, no, but... No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like, um, is it, is it like his keys... Is it like his Moby Dick speech, maybe? Someone here will know it and they'll tweet it to us. Good. Yeah. Good, I'm glad they yeah. do. They, look, it might be well, one of those people that are in Friends that listen each week. You might as well get the listeners to, to do our job yeah. for us. Yeah, It's not like I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I can't even think of a lot. There, no, there was one line from that episode. Yeah. Uh, was it Liddell? No, did Liddell say it? The whole a woman knows? Yes. So I've written that down as one of my two lines. Yeah. So when we were watching this episode, um, Tom says something like, and how did how did you know? Mm-hmm. And I actually called out the line before she said it yes, because it was that predictable. Oh. And she goes, a woman knows. And yeah, it's, it's like, supposed to sound really cool and... It just sounds dumb. It's actually supposed to sound like... Poignant. Um, yeah, like... Um, oh, I've got lost his name. The guy in DS9 that flirts with Bashir all the time. Garrick? Yeah. Is it like a line that Garrick would do? Yeah, but Garrick would do it well. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, my dear, 
even all, all the lies are truth, you know, that kind of oh, stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but so, so I wouldn't know. I'm just a tailor. Mm, uh, yeah, every line he says has oh, got such class to absolutely. it. Absolutely. This line didn't have it. A woman knows, delivered by this particular actress wasn't delivered well. The other line that I've written down is oh. interesting is um, when Professor Wren, leaving at this stage, yep. but in past tense, exo, post facto. Oh, kind of tense. post facto, exo, yeah. exo, posto. Have we time-travelled in this point? Boingo, boingo. <laughs> Get some whales and time travel, uh, like we did last week. Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? He says to his... Um, so Tom Paris and Harry Kim turn up, and he goes, um, Liddell, are you home? Are you dressed? Oh, he did too. That's odd, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I thought the implication here is that she's often not. Mm. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Dr. Wren. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, it's a really odd line to... Like, when you know, Mrs. Unplanned Trek came on last week, mm. when we have guests come over, I'm not like, Lucy, are you dressed? I'm like, you know, Lucy Andrews here. Are you dressed? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not shocked when... When she comes in the door and she's fully clothed, it's like it seems it's just normal, fairly normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, or, or but maybe we're looking at it from the wrong point of view. Maybe he was disappointed that she was dressed. Right? Are you dressed again? Or maybe they got the subtitles wrong, and it's like, are you addressed? Oh, like, is she being addressed to? Oh no, you're giving this report right. far too much credit. Now. Yeah, there's no credit. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, that's ridiculous. Just an odd line. Are you dressed? Mm. Yeah, so. We'll, we'll put that one in. Go for it. Yeah. Well, we're at the time of the episode where we have to select what we're going to watch next week. Next week's episode's actually going to be on Halloween. Ooh, okay. So, what are you dressing up as this year? Uh, Batman. Batman. What did I dress up as last year? Batman. Batman. What did I dress up as next year? Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I might dress up as Saru. Oh, you're going all out there. Oh, yeah, and... I mean, I'm, I'm talking I just want to do that walk that he does. Yeah, I know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I've gone with... You know, I'm, I'm talking facial party before, and you're going with full body suit. Well, I reckon if I shave, I'd just look like him anyway. Ooh. You, you In the face. Quite, you're not quite as wrinkly. <laughs> I'm not quite as lean. I'm not quite as tall. <laughs> no. Oh. Doug Jones is a very, very tall, lean man. Maybe I should he? just be one of those ones from Samaritan Snare that are really dumb and... Geordie, I kind of look more like them. The Packlets, yeah, them. I love how they were redeemed in Lower Decks. Yeah, they were so good in Lower Decks. Yeah, I mean they're they're rather problematic because it's an entire race of like people who are a little bit mentally challenged. Yeah, it's a dumb episode. It's very bad. If you want to, if you want to hear my take on that, that's um, one was recorded and uploaded a few weeks back. Next week, though, we're going to go back to TNG again. Oh, in nice. fact, this is the. Oh no, we had TNG a couple of weeks back. This is the second episode since Samaritan Snare of TNG. We're going to watch Devil's Dew. What's that one? I think it's when a creature that appears as the devil and claims a planet. Right. Yeah. Just and claims the planet, puts it, a flag yeah, in the middle of it. I've, I've upheld a particular contract oh. and made your land. Is it played by Al Pacino? I think it's actually played by a female character. Oh, it's, so yeah. not Al Pacino. No, and and not Dave Grohl. Oh, it's Dave Grohl. He's the devil in the Tenacious D world. Oh, of course he is. That's yeah. right. Yes, I yeah. forgot. Okay, yeah. so the devil claims a planet, uh, which seems reasonable to me. Yeah. I don't see why not. And and why does this concern anybody at Starfleet? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Just lay off. Why can't the devil claim a planet? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll look into that next week. Mm, I, can't, I can't wait to listen to that one. Yeah, and I can't wait to see you in full Batman regalia again. Well, again? Yeah. Still? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, oh, look, you know, it's, a, it's just a state of being, really. That's right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on again. It's been great. I've lost count, actually, the amount of times you've been on so far. You've been a fantastic special guest. I really appreciate it. Oh, look, it's, this is an absolute rock show. This yeah. is fantastic. Oh, look, if, when we do it again, I'll try to get you a better episode than this as well. No, 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 don't. Don't? Don't. I get... think it would be completely ruined by doing a good episode. All right, I'll dig out the animated series then. Oh, hey. <laughs> we I'm, haven't had one yet. I'm an unavowed fan of the animated series, though. Absolute fan. Yeah. Um, look, I watched it when I was feeling unwell, and it didn't make me feel better. <laughs> so um, I was um, had a discussion online. Somebody posed the question on on the Bird app about what was your first, what was your introduction mm. to Star Trek. Right. Mine was the animated series. I think it might have been for me too. Yep. But um, I don't think I stayed on it. Oh, I think I came oh, back onto it later when no, I was obsessed yeah. by it. I would draw pictures of the Enterprise. It was on commercial TV yep. at, at, on an after-school time slot when I was in primary school. Yeah. I didn't know that Star Trek, the original series, existed. Yeah. I, when I first saw live the original series, I was, my, my mind was blown. Because yeah. the animated series could do... It was do, a prequel. Well, the thing yeah. is, the animated series could do one thing. It could do anything as mm. far as special effects go. The mm. aliens were exotic because it was some dude from Filmation was drawing it. Yeah, and it wasn't a humanoid. It was oh. a plant. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so when, you watch, when I watched the original series, I was like, oh, this is a bit plain and pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But then I got into Doctor Who (laughs) and discovered what plain and pedestrian could really be. It's interesting. The way the wheel has spun in this, I've actually only done one episode so far of the original series and no episodes of the animated series. It's Mm. all been everything next gen and post. Get a new wheel. Get a new wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything will get watched. Of course it will. And I've done the maths. If we stop recording any Star Trek episodes, if they stop now, mm. we've got about 18 years' worth of content still to do in this. Oh, we can knock that over pretty easy. <laughs> and look, at what I would recommend is if you're picking up this podcast 18 years from now, mm. uh, just binge on this shit, mate. Just yeah. turn it on. <laughs> turn it on and just mainline that stuff directly into your brain. Because mm. you it's someone, all gold. Someone listened to my podcast for mm. 36 hours straight on a drive from Brisbane to Melbourne or something like that. I can't did they that. did they intend on going to Melbourne? No, like, was that accidental? We never asked that question. Yeah, that, that seems to I be. I just can't believe they didn't just drive yeah. off the road into a pole at some point. Yeah, and just because I can't conceive well, of that. What if they were just trying to go to the local Woolies to get some, you know, cooked ch- chicken oh, for and they dinner? Just kept and they're going. Like, oh, I'm going to keep listening to this. this is great. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm in Melbourne again. <laughs> well, for all you people who are literally binging on Unplanned Trek, I salute you <laughs> and thank you. And guys, live long and prosper. See you next week. It's just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned track. Unplanned.